The Kill Coin Conversation doesn't have a uh, final thought or a lesson in life, but in this one, I would say you never know how things are going to turn out. You never know who you're going to meet. If you make an impression, what can happen later? Because we have two guests this week. It's soccer-related, which we don't do often, but it's an exciting time in St. Louis with the MLS. Just held their draft. The team in St. Louis... St. Louis City SC, one year from now, we'll be doing their drafting. They've hired a coach, and we have the coach on the show, along with the sporting director, Lutz Fahnenstiel. And in 2015, Lutz was running a coaching clinic in Germany. And among the young, aspiring coaches at that clinic was Bradley Carnell, who was obviously taking notes and listening and made an impression And who would have known then, neither of these two men would have known, that in 2022, Lutz would be in charge of the expansion MLS team in St. Louis, and they needed a head coach. And when Lutz started making his list, he said, this is a guy I want to talk to. As it turns out in this conversation, and I didn't know a lot of detail about how long ago they talked, it started in August, wasn't announced until January But they first made contact way back in August, so they've been working on this thing for a while. And Bradley Carnell will be the answer to the trivia question. Who was the first ever head coach of the St. Louis City SC Club, football club? Lutz, of course, is the sporting director. you got to get all the soccer lingo correct. You don't say GM, sporting director. And um, what I thought was also interesting, that Lutz said there were over 100 candidates And he heard from a ton of people who wanted the job, including somebody who had won a World Cup. So 100 different people on the list. Uh, Bradley Carnell, South African, said that when he got the job, he started hearing from people that live in St. Louis that are from South Africa. I was unaware of that. I mean, I guess there's people from all over, but that was interesting to me. So I hope you'll enjoy the conversation for our soccer friends and those who are not that into soccer. Fun to hear these two talk about their history with the game some of their favorite moments playing soccer, Uh, getting to know St. Louis a little bit. Bradley Carnell said he was here one previous time, and that was for the job interview or for the contract details. But you're going to see him a lot more, hear from him. He was a player himself, played in the World Cup with South Africa. And I think Lutz described him as a player. He said he was a disaster. (laughs) I think he was saying he was a gnat, an agitator, tough to play against more than anything. So it is Lutz Fahnenstiel, who was on my radar for the Kilcoin conversation. I thought it would be fun sometime, because he's been in town for about two years. It, it sort of sucked for him. He got to town in the middle of the pandemic. You see him every once in a while pop up at a Cardinal game or a Blues game, getting around town a little bit. But what I really wanted to do with a good German is to take him to a good St. Louis German spot which I actually should be thinking. Top of my head, I'm not coming up with a great name. Maybe people can hit me up on Twitter and give me ideas. But I know when I was living in Milwaukee in college and a little bit of life after college, there's always great German bars that had the boot, the giant glass boot. That's what I remember about German taverns, drinking out of a glass boot. So hopefully we have that in St. Louis because I thought it would be fun to go out with Lutz and just hear his whole story, which is a unique one. He even wrote a book about being a goalkeeper. 
Oh, and he, and, his, and he said his favorite moment, in fact, is that he has the history note of having played, I think, on teams in six different continents. Uh, it's all part of the conversation. Hope you'll enjoy it. Some soccer talk. St. Louis City SC, and if you live in the area and you haven't been downtown, well, you need to swing by and see this stadium going up right next to Union Station. It is a huge edifice, and they put out some great videos online to show you the work being done. It's going to be beautiful and a great addition to downtown. Uh, excited about St. Louis City. I didn't play soccer as a kid. I didn't own sambas. You know, I don't I don't know the game inside now, but I'm really excited about this coming to our town and appreciate Lutz and Bradley Carnell being part of the Kilcoin Conversation presented, as always, by Marie de Villa Senior Living. They're at the corner of Clayton and Wideman Road. MarieDeVilla.com is where you can take a virtual tour if you'd like assisted living villa estates they have all of your senior living all on the 60 acre beautiful campus in west county appliance discounters they are the folks to call or to stop by and see either way or click if you're looking for an appliance and if you're looking for it quickly you don't want to wait months get it in days i've told you many stories about people i know who went to appliance discounters and got that washer dryer stove refrigerator delivered in days, sometimes one day. That's it. GE products available, the great GE rebates on top of it. So many great products from GE. Go to the search engine and just type General Electric when you're on the appliance discounters website. Get it delivered quickly. Their savings are your savings. It's a St. Louis success story. Theappliancediscounters.com. Triad Bank, one of my longtime sponsors, five-star rated bank, been in St. Louis since 2005. If it's a home loan, a car loan, business loan, make sure you talk to the fine folks at Triad Bank. B&G, they are the best in the bricks. You know that by now. BGTuckPointing.com, the website. Foundation repair, waterproofing. Make those bricks look new again. If you got a brick home, you know the difference between good tuck pointing and bad tuck pointing. It makes the entire home look different. Get an estimate. 363-0525. That's BG. Tuckpointing.com. B&G Tuckpointing is the best in the bricks. And my friends at Nordic Mountain in beautiful Wild Rose, Wisconsin, not all that far from St. Louis. If you're looking to take the kids to do some skiing, they have snowboarding, the tubing, beautiful spot. There's always snow on the ground in Wisconsin. It's NordicMountain.com. And now to our featured guests, it's a two-for-one, Lutz and Bradley. Bradley, let me start with you about the offer of the job. When did it come? Who made the call? And what was the reaction? Yeah, I think um, roughly in the months of August, um, I would say that the first uh, initial contact was made. Um, Lutz made an official uh, sort of uh, a request to the league. The league has to go, you know, the Red Bulls fire the league. So there's had to be this whole uh, community, uh, you know, uh, due principle or due diligence uh, in terms of how we have to operate and communicate here within the MLS. And uh, when Lutz made the initial call, um, somewhat surprising, uh, interested, you know, because of the uh, landscape of the league. And uh, I was truly excited about this prospect, you know. And from day one, when we started and opened up initial discussions, knowing uh, what he's trying to build up, knowing where he's been as a sporting director and as a, a chief scout go globally, um, there were certain common synergies about how we spoke about the game of soccer. So this was an, a very interesting ingredient, a very interesting component to our discussions. And then obviously I had to focus on a remainder of a season uh, to finish off the season with the Red Bulls. So we had one or two brief uh, discussions and then things really intensified 
um, after the first playoff game uh, where we got unfortunately knocked out um, uh, at the end of the year. So, you know, discussions were intense after that. And I'm glad we are able to have here finalized, finalized the you know, all the little nitty gritties um, and obviously with support from the Red Bulls uh, to give to have given that consent. And, and really, there was a, a couple of things uh, to sort out um, and, and all credit to them. They were really professional, really classy, as one would expect. Um, and I'm so fortunate to be sitting here today. Lutz, how about for you from from day one, when you take the job, are you driving around in your car, sitting at your desk going, who should I hire? I wonder who we should. Do. I mean, have you been scribbling notes for years now? Yeah, I mean, I thought before actually traveling to St. Louis, that was already one of the uh, one of the big thoughts in my mind. You know, the first head coach. I mean, that's a, that's a milestone for sure. Uh, but it was important for me to get a feeling uh, here for everything. So, uh, first few months when I was here, to just really, uh, yeah, breathe in the, the soccer feeling uh, of the city, of the of the whole region here, uh, get to know uh, the family as well. You know, it was important to 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 have a good exchange with the Taylor family, especially with Carolyn about uh, where you want to go and um, and uh, plans plans is one thing uh, uh, having a, a rough idea and everything what we want to do on the field is the other but find the right coach was definitely a big challenge look we had far over a hundred official uh, applications uh, big names you know uh, even even a World Cup winner even even European uh, top coaches wanted that but um, we sat down. We made a, a nice, a nice. Uh, uh, I would call it a checkbox. What, what really we want our coach to have? What kind of qualities? And then we started to 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 tick off these things. And in the end of the day, uh, Bradley was the one who, who actually was on top of this list because we wanted a coach who number one knows the league like his own backyard, not just uh, knowing the teams and the, the, the stadiums and the players, but knowing. Travel conditions, climate conditions, that's a very difficult league. You know, it's, it's, not, a, it's not a country, it's a continent, to be honest. Uh, and the other part was he needed to fit into my idea of play, to, to the philosophy I implemented here from day one, which is high-pressing, which is counter-pressing, which is very in high-intensity football based on transitions. And knowing Bradley as a, as a player, where he more, probably was one of the most annoying individuals you could play against in the German Bundesliga, <laughs> Like, uh, you know, he just was a disaster to play against because he was so intense. Uh, knowing him as a young coach, because he did his first coaching license with me when I was his instructor, and then following him in his development, uh, seeing also the great job he did uh, with Red Bull when he was uh, the interim head coach, that was then the final straw when he really became that number one candidate. And actually, you know, looking to my left, I'm, I'm quite glad that we got our number one candidate. Uh, it, it's always something special if you don't have to settle for the number two or three and you do get the one, the man who was on top of the list. Here we go. Bradley, did they have to sell you at all? I mean, any doubts on your part? And, and, and how much of the appeal is being part of something brand new? Yeah, well, listen, um, every decision I make, um, it's for the, you know, with the thought of my family in mind, you know, I'm a family man first. And uh, I think if you look at my history of, of duration of contracts or uh, as a player and whatever, I've been always fortunate to adapt a, a style of play to a culture and connect to people. And for me, these were all key components um, of a connection. And uh, the minute I spoke to the ownership group and especially Carolyn, um, just the dialogue that we had uh, and the humility about the organization really spoke volumes to me. Um, and, and now with the um, attractive nature of the project at hand of building something from the ground up with a blank canvas, 
um, according to uh, you know how the community lives and breathes in the daily air this was something uh, that was a key component to me and and my family as well so it's an extremely exciting project and uh, we see this in in a various different ways in terms of short term long term and obviously the midterm and we want to try and build success all through those phases and I can see already with the the approach that has been made within the academy and the style of play and already the reputation that the academy has for being really tough to play against. So you can just have a look at the results alone, as well as the style of play. You know, they've already started building this signature, this identity and this uh, philosophy and a playing style. Um, and this year we have the unique opportunity again with MLS Next Pro Team to build these components again. And obviously thinking about the long-term uh, process while we're doing this, because we do this to develop players. We do this to develop players through the community of which now we would love to soon be calling um, these academy prospects our homegrown signings. So he called you a disaster to play against. He was laughing, but were you were you uh, a gnat? Were you an instigator? Describe your style that he's talking about there. Which is very annoying, man. I think you know. I mean, it's it's one of my worst qualities to speak about myself. Um, but if you think about the word, maybe tenacious. Um, yeah, I wasn't very happy when either you beat me on a dribble um, or, or did something that wasn't to my liking. And I was always a challenger and a competitor um, and wanted to win in every situation. For sure, I did not win every situation because, yeah, um, I'm not a World Cup winner. I would have loved to have been, but I did participate in a World Cup and, and uh, you know, play for my country and, and what have you. So I have certain experiences in my life. And I think the most experience uh, that I've had was uh, when I was interim at the New York Red Bulls. Um, that kind of uh, primed me, built with my nature and how I was as a player. Uh, those sort of key ingredients uh, and pillars that I've learned as a player really helped me now form this over the last five years and working with some great coaches, coaches like Jesse Marsh, uh, Chris Armas and Gerhard Struber now, even at a, at a level of a European coming here, this side, and even me now trying to also assist him in certain ways how to adapt to the league because coming with a European mindset is often a little bit different way of thinking. So, and as I did five years ago, arrived with a certain mindset and thinking, hmm, we should be doing this. And, and now I know the whys uh, around the, the problems. And uh, we've solved those problems through living here, being here and experiencing how the league is run and how the cultures are different in each and every city and the weather and everything. So there's been so many components uh, to lead me to believe that I'm ready and prepared for the job. I can tell you a few more things about him as a player if you want to. <laughs> Suitable for air, of course. <laughs> I mean, you know, it kind of like goes hand in hand uh, because if I think back the way Bradley was, I mean, he was hardworking, he was modest, he was very, very hard to himself, but also very hard to the opponent to play against. And he was proactive. And this is exactly the style of play we have here. So if you do manage to get past him two or three times, he would recover and he would stand again in front of you and trying to win that ball. So he was a ball winner and he was a team player. And that all that things I just said is that how I see St. Louis City SC. You know, we want to be a team. If any team, it doesn't matter if it's in the U15 or if it's in the MLS Next Pro, the Pro Team, any team who comes here to the city and plays against us, they shouldn't enjoy it. It should be, again, I like to use the term, it should be a nightmare to play against us. It should not be an enjoyable afternoon in St. Louis to come here because teams should hate to play against us. And in a positive way, you know, to find, I mean, we, should, we want to build a fortress. And you mentioned it, the way the Blues did that for a long, long time. Also, the way the Cardinals do it. 
St. Louis is a sports city. There is always a lot of people on the stand to go with you till the last breath if you fight, if you work hard, if you show them a very modest, honest, hardworking approach. And we want to be Midwestern. Even though I'm German and he's South African, <laughs> we still want to be Midwestern in this case. What's the timeline? When do you start talking to players or when can you add players? How far down the road is that? Um, we started already. I mean, it's, you know, I mean, we, uh, we can't waste a, a moment. I mean, we, we were talking already to, to players basically since, uh, since early stages, but uh, we definitely want to make use of the, the European transfer window who comes up now in, in, in July or August uh, to, to already make some key signings. And we're also watching all the other transfer windows in Scandinavia, in South America. So we need to be very proactive there as well. So we do already have a clear idea what players we would like to sign. We also already have some talks to some, some prime transfer targets. But for me, it was first things first. That was Bradley Canal. That was the head coach. And now together with John Hackworth, we're trying to work together to really fine-tune that squad and that roster. Hey, Bradley, this, this uh, franchise already, I think, leads the league in cool videos. They've got the coolest stuff online. And then you <laughs> see the stadium going up. And it's like, it can't get here soon enough. How about for a guy, you know, players love to play, coaches love to coach. How, how, for, how, how do you handle the anxiousness of the next year? Will you be pacing no, around the building? I think, so, I think there's so many things for me still to grow and, and learn things from another perspective, you know? So while being an interim head coach, you get to see certain runnings of the daily operations, but now I can really delve into uh, the ins and outs uh, from an administration point of view, from uh, a league uh, signings point of view and what have you. So there's so many things for me to learn, but I mean, looking at the colorway, the crest, uh, the stadium, the infrastructure, seeing what's being built, the training facility. I mean, these are all exciting things that are on the horizon and it's something to be completed before we even kick the first ball in 2023. So the, everything will be set up uh, for the players to come here, feel welcome, integrated uh, in, good, in, in good time as well. And we can already now feel at home within our home. So Lutz, what have you enjoyed about St. Louis and what did you tell Bradley? I don't know, Bradley, if you've been here before or what did Lutz tell you about the city itself? No, I mean, I had never been here before. I flew out once for um, key negotiations and discussions um, about the project and the, and the model. Um, and then obviously, you know, you Google a little bit here and there. And um, yeah, it's been an interesting um, sort of read on how uh, the city of St. Louis was structured, built with the history and the, and the culture of soccer, especially. Um, and I mean, I have yet where the announcement came out, I have so many South Africans reaching out to me that they live within the area of St. Louis. They went to college here as soccer players um, and, and now have stayed living here. And, and now you speak to more people uh, who have played professional sports in St. Louis. They've moved away through their careers, but have always relocated back here. So that speaks volumes to me about the community, the culture, and how comfortable it is to live in, in St. Louis. And Gary Players won a couple of titles in our town, too. <laughs> the harder you, his famous quote is something I go by, the harder you work, the luckier you get. Uh, and Luch, how about for you? What, what's been fun for you around town? Where do you like going? And if you had to take Bradley around, where would you take him? You know, I mean, I came in, in August 2020. Uh, since I'm here, there was always a pandemic, so you couldn't do too many things. But definitely, I enjoyed the city so far. I, I always felt welcome. Uh, people are really nice, uh, friendly. Uh, it's a bit different than uh, some of the big, uh, uh, massive cities in the world where you somehow uh, feel in a, in a group of millions of people isolated. You always feel welcome here. Well, I think, to be honest, uh, Forest Park is, uh, is, is an unbelievable location to be with the family. You know, Bradley has two daughters and a wife. And, and I think being outdoors, uh, having some fun, that is a great thing. 
I mean, I definitely want to teach him a few lessons in tennis. Uh, so that that's something he needs to he needs to take uh, care of as well. Otherwise, he will be very frustrated after a few hours. Uh, the zoo is brilliant. There's nice restaurants. I think uh, you know to be out to be out and about is just it's just a great city. And for me, of course. Being able to watch the Cardinals, uh, being able to watch some of the blue games in the stadium, the atmosphere with a nice hot dog in your hand, you know, can't be any better. It's just a sports city. People love it. You you feel the, the emotion and you feel kind of the enthusiasm everybody has when it comes to sport. And that's somehow the feeling I get. We also will have in our beautiful stadium. And that's something I want him to experience as soon as possible, to watch the first hockey game, to watch also the first uh, baseball game here and, and, and just really breathe the, the, the also the soccer culture you know to be out there to watch some high school games to watch some academy games to to watch everything you can and get to know all the people who who in the soccer circle that's a very important part why we brought him in a year earlier than many other teams would have done i think we need this year not just for recruitment and scouting but to make him into st louis basically and how about for both of you favorite soccer moment can you each uh, lutz can you start and then give us your favorite moment as a player well, I had so many because I played in so many countries, but my favorite moment, honestly, was probably when I, when I played for the German youth national team in Wembley in front of 80,000 against England. Uh, I mean, that was an unbelievable moment uh, when I was still a kid. Uh, and just being, uh, I mean, but for me, that moment who stood out when I when I broke that world record in Brazil to be the only player to play in all six FIFA continents, which the record I still hold till today, that moment of knowing you're the only one ever alive in this world doing this uh, in, in, in a Maracanã stadium in, in Rio, uh, you know, it was great. It was it lasted for exactly six minutes. Then I conceded a goal and I was really, really angry. So the moment left as quick as it came. But that few minutes were really, really special for me. Yeah, and I think uh, from my perspective and, and having looking back and reflecting back, I mean, there's no better honor than to represent your country, you know, and uh, I was able to do that uh, on numerous occasions and uh, played in a World Cup in, in 2002 in Japan and Korea. So these are things that you kind of sit back now after your career and you pinch yourself to think like, really, you really did that? You know, and people often speak to me, how did you even have the resolve and the mentality? Weren't you anxious or weren't you, how did you cope with that? And while you're a player and a professional and Lutz will be able to tell you that, you just have to switch out the outside world and, and to really enjoy that moment. And once the once the lights go on and the whistle blows, you, you, you don't even think about the ambience happening around you. You just focused on 11 against 11 and trying to win the game. So that moment will stand uh, until, you know, my very last breath. All right, last one. How about sports heroes growing up, whether they were in soccer or in other sports? How about when you guys were kids? Who you looked up to? Yeah, I think um, I supported Liverpool uh, as a kid. And uh, there were two people within that Liverpool squad, uh, John Barnes. Um, he was a guy I wanted to uh, sort of emulate and, and want to be growing up. He was a fast, tricky winger, Jamaican-born, played for the English national team. And, and this was my idol. I had posters all over the wall. And there was a, a very funny character, a goalkeeper, Bruce Grobola. Uh, we would say Grobola. Um, and he was a guy, um, Rhodesian-born, South African, adopt uh, adopted. Um, but what a character he was in front of goal. And Lutz will tell you, from a goalkeeping standpoint, he was just a character and the crazy guy in that team. And those were two characters that I really looked up growing up. Yeah, he actually he turned out completely different than two. One a goalkeeper, the other was a centre forward. Um, yeah, in my case, uh, I had really uh, strange idols because usually coming from Germany, you would expect uh, me as a former goalkeeper, the German national goalkeepers would have been the ones I, I wanted to be. 
But no, I saw a goalkeeper actually from Cameroon, an African goalkeeper called Thomas Nkono. I don't know if the name tells you something. He played for Espanol Barcelona and he played in Europe for a long time. For me, the best goalkeeper Africa ever produced. And he was so special for me because he played that style. I enjoyed being unbelievably good at crosses, being a modern goalkeeper. And I always was somehow fascinated by him. And fortunate for me, I met him a few times uh, a few years later when I was national coach myself in Africa and he was the goalkeeper coach of Cameroon. And uh, yeah, we lost against them, but I actually met my idol uh, and we stood on the same field or sit on the same bench together after the game. It was great. So you mentioned tennis. I thought you might go Boris Becker. I wasn't sure. <laughs> no, that's, uh, I mean, he was a great player, but all the other things were not uh, that spectacular. <laughs> well, guys, congrats on the decision. Best of luck and enjoy St. Louis. Thank you very much, Martin. Thank you. And again, I mentioned it at the outset. Uh, I didn't grow up playing soccer, which makes me an outcast in St. Louis, but excited about this project for the city, hopefully for that area. St. Louis City SC has gotten a lot of buzz, and now we are we're on the clock, I guess. I'm assuming, I should know this, I'm assuming they'll get the first overall pick. They're the new team, the expansion team, and the MLS draft just concluded. So I guess we're on the clock. Let's do this. Let's get Lutz back on the horn. Let's see who he's got on the big board for the mock draft. Uh, appreciate you checking this out. We don't do a lot of soccer, but I assume we'll be doing some more, especially as we get closer to the debut of St. Louis City SC. Also, I've had some technical issues at the home office here where I do a lot of my recordings. A lot of internet issues. We're hoping to get that cleaned up soon because we haven't been able to record a number of different things that we were working on. So we will get back up to speed with more regular segments being distributed to you. As always, the Kilcoin Conversation available on Spotify, iTunes, scoopswithdannymack.com, the great website by the Cardinals broadcaster. Thanks for your patience and us getting kind of a slow start to 2022. So much for resolutions, right? Lose weight and crank out more segments. Uh, uh, yeah, about that. We'll get on it. We'll get on it. The Kilcoin Conversation, thanks all of our great sponsors. We appreciate you. Letting me talk about them, and hopefully you support them as well. Great feedback over the years about these companies. Triad Bank, triadbanking.com, the website. They're located on Clayton Road in Frontenac. Terrific people. If you need a new bank, make sure you talk to the folks at Triad Bank. Marita Villa, Senior Living, the home to Red Shanings for so many years. Corner of Clayton and Wideman Road. Always festive, whether it's the giant Christmas tree, red fountains during the Cardinal playoffs, blue fountains during the... Hockey playoffs, great people, mariedevilla.com. Appliance discounters, real simple. Go to the website, theappliancediscounters.com, and start that search today. Stop by and see them, and you will get your appliance delivered quickly to you. B&G Tuck Pointing, great hockey fans. They were at the Winter Classic. My guy Rich Galati takes the girls, Bella and Gabby. That's the B and the G. Family business, you bet. B.G. Tuck Pointing, named after his daughters. BGTuckPony.com is their website, or for an estimate, 363-0525. And it's fun spreading the word about Nordic Mountain in Wild Rose, Wisconsin, about six and a half hours from St. Louis, maybe faster. We stop a lot. I'm telling you, the Kilcoin family stops way, way too much. But you can get there pretty quickly instead of going all the way to Colorado to get the kids on a ski hill, especially get some young ones that are looking to learn skiing. It's better to start them young. Check them out at nordicmountain.com. Again, thanks for listening. We'll have plenty more content coming your way soon on the Kill Coin Conversation.